This is the Earn More as a Life Coach podcast with Victoria Gibson, episode 29. Welcome to Earn More as a Life Coach with Victoria Gibson, the marketing resource for life coaches who want to transform more lives with their coaching and earn more while they do it. Hi, coaches. Today, we're going to discuss how to plan for and create an amazing outcome from a personal brand photo shoot as a life coach. Recently, I had a new branding photo shoot take place up on the Gold Coast. And in fact, it was my fifth branding photo shoot. So by branding photo shoot, I mean those photos that you go and have a big shoot. It's a bit more lifestyle, a bit more directed than just your standard headshots in a studio. And because I've done five of these and when the photos came back, I was really happy with them. So I thought, actually, I might have some advice and things to avoid in undertaking your photo shoot as a life coach so that you can get great results and the photo shoot can actually really help you in attracting the right kind of clients and putting your best foot forward out there online. I do recommend that you have photo shoots more frequently than every two years or so, but I'm using COVID as my excuse. That and the fact that I had put on a couple of extra kilos and (laughs) I'd also taken out these hair extensions I'd had in the last time I got my photo shoots done. So I was kind of feeling like, yes, my appearance had changed, but I, I was hoping that the change wouldn't be quite so different. But as it was, I had been putting it off and I needn't have because, you know, you are who you are at the time you are. So you may as well put your best foot forward and get out there and share it. And I was really happy with it. So that did put my fears to rest, I've got to say. And I had this latest shoot with Michelle Swan of Eyes of Love Photography here in Australia. And it was an absolute dream. She's an amazingly talented photographer. I had met her a few years ago at a retreat up in Dalesford that my friend Denise invited me to. And I thought she was lovely. And so I'd been following her on Insta and had had a chance to see her work over time. And it definitely appealed to me. I have a favorite photographer back in the US, but due to COVID at the time, I wasn't really able to jump over there and get a shoot with her, nor was she able to enter the country in Australia as an American citizen. So that was out of the question, having said that. I've had another trip in the US and probably could have teed that up, but this shoot had taken place. So I thought because she lives in another state in Australia on the Gold Coast, which also was another state where we were not able to travel to for some time. I would absolutely embrace the chance to have a shoot with her, particularly as I was headed up to a coaching retreat in Byron Bay at this beautiful location called Soma, which is actually, fun fact, where they filmed the Nicole Kidman Nine Perfect Strangers series on Amazon. I think they had a six-month shoot there during COVID. It's actually set in California, but filmed in Byron Bay, and I got the chance to go and hang out at this beautiful property. And then after that, jump along to have a photo shoot because I'd flown to the Gold Coast anyway. So that was how it happened. And really, as I said, I was in need of an update to my photos. And so if you're considering a branding photo shoot, I wanted to share some insights and recommendations to first know if the timing is right and to secondly get the most out of the experience. 
Now, as a life coach, establishing and growing your personal brand is essential to engaging and inspiring an audience of potential clients. And that means sharing who you are on your website and on social media. As much as it doesn't feel like second nature, especially when we get started, it's really so essential to growing your profile and attracting in the best kind of clients for your business, okay? Because if they don't see you or come across you, it's very difficult for them to choose you, right? And now you can totally get started with social media profile photos that are selfies on your phone. Maybe you'll rope in um, your husband to take a photo of you. That's totally fine. I do not have a problem with getting started with selfies and photos of yourself. And in fact, for a long time, and even now, really, photos of you just taken as a selfie work really well for Facebook ads. And if you have a good ring light, that's really the main thing that you'd need. Just Google ring light for photos on Amazon. They're usually about a hundred bucks, but a great investment because you can use it for all your videos and photos and just get used to finding what works for you in terms of making yourself look as good as possible with an iPhone or a Samsung selfie. So I'm not averse to you having the basics to get started and even as you move forward, if there's a selfie you like and you want to keep posting, it's no problem. I actually think it's great to have a combination of both branding photos, professional photos, particularly for your website and some of your social media profile pictures and just the headers and so on and banners. But I do really advocate, and if you go to my Instagram at I am Victoria Gibson, you will see that I post a lot of selfies. Now, I did this more as a bit of a personal development exercise in just getting myself out there after many years of being very allergic to posting about myself or images of myself on social media. So it was a bit of a commitment to myself. But what I did find is like anything, you keep doing it and you get used to it. And it does start to increase engagement. People start to see you more. I definitely have a lot more people reach out to me since doing this, despite always placing my faith in the power of Facebook ads to attract as many clients as I can, it doesn't hurt to get this moving too. And it doesn't hurt that if you have a pipeline where you're calling in brand new potential life coaching clients on social media, that when they go to inevitably do a little bit of research on you and check your socials or check your website, that you're putting forth the best image possible. And that means not putting stock images on your website and people coming to your website having to dig right in to find any image of who you are or you have a profile logo or something on your Facebook so no one can ever see who you are. It just creates this sort of invisible barrier to connection and people don't have a lot of time online. Well, they do. I rephrase that. They do have a lot of time online, but they're jumping between things so much quicker than they ever used to. So this is where connected, engaged imagery that comes from working with a branding photographer can really elevate your brand and help you be seen in the light that you want to. So as I said, people want to do business with people. They want to know what you look like and get a sense of who you are and photos do that so beautifully. So if you want to elevate your branding and create an air of quality and success, you'll likely want to consider investing in a branding photo shoot. 
And I would recommend getting this done after you've been coaching for at least six months to a year. You don't have to decide that you're going to be a life coach or just get certified and then all of a sudden go, great, I better book my photo shoot. It's not necessary right at the beginning. Even if you are getting a website done, you can get by with just some really simple headshots if you prefer a photographer to take them that might cost you a couple hundred dollars or just set up a beautiful selfie with a ring light on a stand. It holds the phone. You turn it in to reverse mode and take some great shots. But I know many of you want to get this sorted early on as you want to put your best foot forward, and that's absolutely fine too. I just want you to know it's not completely necessary for brand new life coaches, despite the fact your brain will be telling you it is. And it can also be useful to have your message to market niche figured out before you invest in that branding shoot, because it will really inform how you want to show up. And I know that sounds really kind of unnecessary, but it's not. Like if you decide who the specific target market is and the specific problem that they want to overcome and they'll be wanting to choose you to help them do it, there is a need to convey an air of alignment with that positioning so that you can appear as inspiring, authentic, and attractive to those potential clients because they haven't met you in person. So they're going to be going off these kind of touch points as a way to inform their opinion, their trust, and their next move as to whether to invest in you or not. So most quality branding photography shoots will set you back between two and five K. So you want to be sure which direction you're headed in before you dive in. And you also want to get the most mileage out of the imagery afterwards. There's nothing worse than if you were going to get those photos back and you've invested, you know, $3,000 and you hate the photos or they don't quite look like you, or they even maybe form a bit of a barrier between you and your market. And I know I've had that a little bit with some of the shoots you know, I thought I'd get inspired by looking at what some other people were doing. And I definitely have a strong and confident side to my personality, but I also am highly engaged with people, extroverted, friendly, and quite nurturing. So if I get too much into my strength and confidence and those edges of my personality, that can come across as a little bit harsh and create a bit of a barrier in photos too. So it's things like that that you've got to be careful for. And also why I'm suggesting that a 2K plus investment straight out of the gate on photos may not be the best investment if you have a set budget. And look, if you're just enjoying investing in your business and spending all the monies, no problem. But if you want to be considered, it's probably just not the best use of your money straight out of the gate. It's better to know who you want to call in, how you want to show up as a coach and how you want to be seen first, and then you're going to get the best return on that investment. So hopefully you know who your target audience is and how you'll be helping them solve that biggest problem. And if you don't, then come on and join my program, Coach Co, where we get all that sorted out together because your marketing message will guide how you position yourself in the market. And this will need to be conveyed in the photos that get snapped. It will not only cut across the creative elements of how the photos are taken, but also in how you express yourself, what you wear, and the location of the shoots. Think about the emotion you want to evoke in your audience. Maybe it's connection, authority, inspiration. You know, those are the kind of common emotions we'd want to get out there. But you might also want to have trust, certainty, confidence, those kind of elements. Now, this can feel a little esoteric, but it's great just to have this as a bit of a North Star, a bit of a direction to head in and use this as a direction to decide on the key themes of the shoot. And this is where the creative elements can really come in. 
Will it be light and airy and white and bright or a bit moodier and darker and softer or more homey and friendly or perhaps sculptural and modern? Will you be dressed up or will you be casual? Will you be wearing what you usually wear or will you be thinking of a certain circumstance or where you'd like to be showing up? Do you need to set up elements that reflect your coaching? Maybe you're a health coach or you might share healthy meals or maybe you're a parenting coach so your pictures with family might be useful. There might be some other props and things that you might want to look at too. So take time to think about what kind of props or settings you would need to convey who you are and how you help people. Now, nobody expects you to be either a model or a magazine editor, but it is useful to be aware of some concepts before you go searching for a photographer. And also make sure that you have a photographer who understands the importance of consistency, of branding, and how imagery plays such an important part in affirming the brand that you choose and creating that connection with your ideal client. Because otherwise you risk getting a set of images back that feel out of alignment with who you are and certainly who you want to be as a coach, like I said before. So you need to be engaging and inspiring in your images, but most importantly, you need to express your personality and look like you and feel like you. Try creating your own private Pinterest board for inspiration where you pin images you love and feel could work for what you're trying to achieve. And you can also share the link to your photographer beforehand so they get a better sense of what you're after too and you can really be on the same page. It's very hard to describe what you like image-wise without showing reference images. So Pinterest can be a great place to set up a private board and then get the link and share it with the photographer and for that fact to your hair and makeup artist. Now, this doesn't mean you can't get a little assistance in the hair and makeup department, okay? And in fact, I encourage that you do because even natural lighting can basically obliterate any <laughs> trace of the makeup that you would normally wear, even if you only wear a little bit. And even if you wear none, you might want to eliminate shine and just set it up so that there are no distractions in the image. So make sure you book a hair and makeup professional and brief them in how you want to be seen check out their Instagram, what work they've done before, and try and be as specific as possible rather than I hate wearing makeup. You can let them know I like really natural, glowy, dewy kind of looks. And once again, Pinterest board will help for that. And in thinking about the location and choosing the right one, it's tempting to think you'll just get it done at home, but I really recommend getting out of your everyday location. Even if you hire a home, there are many location homes that you can hire, which is what I just did for this shoot. And I've done a lot of hotels before. I have done it at home, but I find that it does limit the opportunities if there's not enough locations within the home to get the shot that you want. You know, and factor in a lot of natural light wherever you're going. Natural light photography is kind of of the moment. There's been a bit of a move away from a lot of the bright studio lighting. And it can be seen that a lot of that more glamorous, professional-looking photos can cause a bit of a disconnect too. So I suggest trying to work with a natural light photographer where you can. It gives a nice, friendly feel. I mean, even if you're upscale or you're positioning to a certain market, you'll still want to appear approachable and engaging. You don't have to be down home and in ripped jeans to appear friendly. And your location should reflect that too. But really, any open, airy space that has good light, exposure to a lot of sky space and some indoor space as big windows that get good light or can create that bounce light will work well. 
And ideally, you should find a photographer that communicates well and has the ability to loosen you up as you're going to feel awkward and stiff, even if you love the spotlight. It's just so, oh, you feel so like awkward and self-conscious and you freeze up and it really just doesn't take greatest images. But you can expect that that's going to happen, but just maybe try and practice and shake your wriggles out and (laughs) get into, you know, your body a little bit to just start to relax. And that helps with the photographer that you choose to. They should be really great at being able to loosen you up too. So expect that you need a little time to ease into it and set yourself up for the best expressions. And on that, one of my favorite photographers who I have had a couple of shoots with in the US that I referred to before, Caroline White, she has some tips in her pre-shoot guide that I thought might be useful. One is don't talk out loud when you're getting photographed. Because we're nervous, often we're going to be talking to the photographer or trying to just get out of that space of being the object photographed. But most of those photos can never be used when you're talking out loud. So either you can mouth the words or just talk and then stop so then you can get the shots because otherwise if you're talking constantly, hello, hands up here, that would be me, those shots are going to look really bad and be unusable. Well, they're not going to look bad because you're just talking, but they're not going to be the type that you can use and they're not particularly flattering. There is a way around that. You can put words in your mind and actually breathe through your nose if you can and simply make noises. And it makes you naturally expressive, but not using the words. Sounds a bit weird, but could definitely work. And don't underestimate the importance of posture. The photographer will correct your posture because we naturally kind of slump or stand or sit in unflattering ways that are just going to look terrible in photos. So allow yourself to be guided by that. It can feel quite uncomfortable and at times painful and fatiguing because you've got to kind of imagine a string pulling you upwards through the top of your head, making you long and tall or pulling in your abdominals, putting your shoulders back and push down so that you have a nice long neck. And when you're sitting, you want to bring your face closer to the camera. It's more flattering that way rather than collapsing your posture. And you want to slide your chin slightly forward for an especially flattering look that removes double chins. And you can move and shake it out too if you need. But try and get as many possible locations and outfits as you can into the shoot as you'd be surprised how quickly you feel like you only have a small number of images to choose or you've used them all before, even though you have like 30 images. You go through them very quickly because we use them a lot in our online communications as a life coach. But I want to share the things that worked really well for me on that latest shoot were that I had followed the photographer for a while. I mean, I knew her, I'd met her, but you don't have to do that. But it's good to follow them on social media so you get a sense of their style and the different opportunities that they can work in to reflect who you are. I started the process early so we could get the location details and hair and makeup booked, as well as discuss how many setups and outfits I would need. So I had time to plan and shop for new clothes too. And that was another thing that did work well, like really curating some new wardrobe just for the shoot. Now that's a bit of an indulgence, not everyone is going to do that or you don't have to, but I found that worked quite well. Despite the fact one of the dresses was horribly unflattering, but it was the perfect red of my brand. So it was really disappointing, but it looked so unflattering. I still had some photos of it taken, but do not like them. Anyway, 
I also thought about how the images would look on my website, what sizes I would need. You want to brief the photographer that you want to have wider images because sometimes you need those for banner shots, but not all wide because Instagram and Facebook can be more portrait square size as well. I had a fabulous hair and makeup artist who just got it enhanced what I have in a way that lasted for the entire day. So those things were great. The things that didn't work as well is that the location, the Gold Coast in Australia is really hot and humid. And I live in Melbourne, Australia, which is a lot chillier and definitely doesn't have the humidity. And that presents hair and makeup challenges. So I was really worried about getting through the whole day without my hair all falling apart and makeup like running down my face. But luckily, shout out to Tamika on the Gold Coast who did my makeup. She was exceptional. I wish I could have her all the time here in Melbourne. Also, the house I hired, I'd looked at the images, but it really didn't come out the way I thought it was going to or didn't show up in real life in that way. It had a lot of ugly like furniture, not a lot of wall space. So that was something I guess I couldn't avoid, but I would just encourage you to look at the details of that if you are hiring a location. Hotel rooms can be tricky too because there's never usually a lot of wall space. They have very set furniture and decor that may not fit in with your style or your website. So keep that in mind too. I also felt a little bit rushed because I tried to squeeze in a lot more outfits in the time allocated, but that was probably more me being ambitious as I always am with time. But overall, I love having current images to share online and give people a sense of who I am that I can feel proud of and will inspire me to keep sharing, right? I don't only want to share curated professional photos. As I said, that's not who I am and how I live my life, but it's a great way to put a first impression out about who you are. And as you know, most of us are not models or actors or whatever, you're not going to know all of these tips. So I really wanted to pop them into a podcast episode for you to think about and do some of your research and homework before you jump in. So I hope you got some ideas for your first or next shoot. I'd love you to tag me in any of your posts on Instagram at I am Victoria Gibson and DM me if you have any questions too. I'll see you on the next episode. Hey coaches, if you haven't already, make sure you head along to my free training, especially for life coaches like you. It is designed to help you become a wildly in-demand life coach. And in it, I'm sharing some of my best steps to help you attract unlimited clients, charge more and leverage your time. You don't want to miss it. Head on over to victoriagibson.com forward slash webinar and make sure you grab your free spot. I can't wait to see you there.